Hey guys, welcome back to Millennial Life Crisis. Yes, welcome back. We're both doing an episode. It's been a while since we've recorded one together. We're actually not together in person. The funny thing is we were together for like a couple of weeks and we didn't record any podcast episodes actually together. Like there's always some mishap with some cord being lost and whatever. I like recording them better when we are farther away. I'm in Seattle right now. Shelby's in LA per usual, um, but for a while I was in LA. So today we're going to be talking about roommates and living situations that we've personally dealt with you know in our early 20s something that everyone deals with if you've never had a roommate I don't know how you pulled that one off but most likely you're gonna have roommates you hate them you love them you can't live with them you can't live without them I don't know um (laughs) you can absolutely do either actually (laughs) yeah you Um, really can no we're also gonna talk about why Monica ended up moving out and her last roommate situation that really just went awry. Yeah, we'll get into, yeah, how that, all that drama in that ensued, but. I mean, Monica gets a lot of questions about it, so we'll just, you know, clear the air on that. Okay, you know what I think we should start with? Oh, well, our, our millennial, millennial life, life crisis, crisis of the week. Oh, hey, we said that at the same time. Oh, yeah. So my millennial life crisis of the week has been sponsored by, no, I'm kidding, prompted by this book I'm reading. It's called The Laws of Human Nature. It's it's such a long book. I'm like, oh my God, is it over yet? <laughs> kind of. It's a book by Robert Greene, and he basically goes through all these different things that have happened in history. Some of them are like ancient times and some of them are more recent. Sort of pop culture sometimes like, oh, Coco Chanel's story versus, um, I don't know, the, the really like ancient Greece stuff I'm not as into. But then he explains these kind of laws in a way. I mean, I feel like that's kind of just a clickbaity title. It's not really like actual laws of human nature. It's just observed things that people do over and over right and so this chapter I was reading is about how people find a false sense of purpose and I was like oh man I think I kind of sometimes fall into this like you always want to have some purpose to your day but are you just being busy or is this actually your goal but it gets really deep like your calling and what it what should you be doing I think it's good to think about but I'm like wait whoa 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 what am I doing sounds like that chapter will definitely send you into a crisis it tries to get you to not think about doing things for money you know sometimes I'll make a video for the week and I feel like I'm just doing it because I think I need to upload that week because of the YouTube algorithm but I don't love the idea I certainly don't feel that it's my calling or whatever um but then there's some that I do feel way more excited about and I feel like I have this idea and I just need to make the video and I just find I have so much more energy when it's one I actually care about so I'm like maybe I should upload less often only videos that are gonna be really cool I don't know what do you think um I mean, you do you. It, it is our business. So it is kind of like, okay, we got to upload. But I've been thinking about that too. And I've been thinking about how I want, I really actually do want to venture out of just YouTube. I know I, I've said that for a long time, but I've been thinking about like, what is a new business that I can start, but also do YouTube? You know, it's our bread and butter. And I still like making videos, but I need something more exciting to start and do and feel like that's my purpose. Right. And Monica, you know, I haven't talked about this on the podcast, but I've been working on this documentary style video. I don't know exactly how it's going to turn out if I'll just put it on YouTube or what. And I definitely put it on the back burner for a second. So when I was reading that chapter, I was like, wait, I need to get back 
on this and it's so easy to put those things off that are really big projects because they're overwhelming and you're like how am I ever gonna do this and then you never do it so we got to get back into that so what is your millennial life crisis of the week Okay, my millennial life crisis of the week has to do with this episode because we are going to get into the fact that I, over the last year, completely, one of my core friend groups here in Seattle, I considered myself, I had two core friend groups. I had my best friends that I grew up with who I'm still friends with, but you know, we don't see each other day to day all that often. And then I had my friends that I met kind of in that college situation, which I think a lot of you guys knew from the vlogs and everything. And they were the kind of people that I saw like every day and hung out with a lot and really had them to lean on as just friendships to go do fun things around the city and all that. And you know, over the last year, all of that did fall apart. Um, But it wasn't until just recently when we kind of had our major 100% absolute completely done for falling out. It's over, O-V-E-R, over, so done, done with that, Mm, done, (laughs) sorry, I'm, I'm being annoying, that it really, really hit me that I was, I just had this feeling of like, oh my gosh, I feel like I don't have any friends. I feel like my social circle right now is lacking. And that happens sometimes, you know, things ebb and flow and people get busy. You don't hang out with people and then you do and all this stuff. And it just feels kind of lonely and it's a really hard time to be going through that in a quarantine, in a global pandemic where you can't go meet new people because otherwise I'd be eager to, you know, go meet new people and build up new friendships and stuff. But yeah, basically I feel like I have no friends (laughs) a little bit, kind of. But no, it's a major crisis moment for me. It's caused me some anxiety and has made me feel like, what am I doing with my life? What am I doing here in Seattle? Who's important to me? Who do I have here? You have nothing. You should probably just move here. Well, now I literally, having this happen, I was like, oh, now I see why people just like start fresh in new cities. Like it's when things like this happen in life and you're like, I need to go somewhere else and like meet new people and a new culture and a new background I don't know it seems kind of hard to meet new people in Seattle a little bit like I feel like in LA it's so much easier no it is it's very hard in Seattle it's way easier in LA and I think kind of in New York it can be too because they're big transplant cities you know there's so many people moving there yeah that everyone's on the same boat cool so on to the topic before we get into the topic we are going to give a shout out to today's sponsor So this week's sponsor, we've actually had sponsor the podcast before, and it is Care Of. So if you're not familiar with Care Of, it's a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan. So they make it easy because they send it to you every month so you won't run out. Care Of has an easy online quiz to help you find the vitamins and powders that will support your specific health goals, like improving your fitness routine or managing stress. This is really great because, you know, I think a lot of us are looking for different things with supplements. Care Of is focused focused on the quality, science, and research that goes into each of their products and recommendations. They also have really good protein powders that taste good. They have organic cocoa and pink Himalayan salt. And really, they just make it easier because the vitamin aisle can be confusing. Like, I don't even know what to get if I go to the store and look for a vitamin. So it asks you things like how much sleep do you get? How often do you work out? Do you have any specialty diets? What your concerns are to make it 
really easy and hassle-free to find the supplements that are actually going to help you. So for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code MLIFECRISIS50. So again, for 50% off your first care of order, go to takecareof.com and enter code MLIFECRISIS50. So our first roommate situation was when we moved to Orange County. Monica and I actually shared a room because we were like, you know, just graduated high school and we're paying for everything ourselves. And we did YouTube, but I probably made like $30,000 a year. So moving to LA would just be like kind of, you know, quality of life sucks if you're making $30,000 a year in LA. I remember leading up to moving, I was making like $3,000 a month. And I thought I was like such a hot shot for that. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do well here. I'm good because I was 18. And when you're 18 making 3K a month, like and in high school still, it seems good. But then once you graduate and you're out in the real world, you're like, oh, this does not get you far. Yeah, once you have rent, and like expenses like that. Yeah. So me and Shelby, when we moved to Orange County, we wanted a roommate so that we did have kind of like an instant friend, someone we knew, someone hopefully we could count on because that is something that can be really great about having roommates if they are good roommates. It's so easy to be friends because you literally live together like you can't flake on them. Like you just after dinner, like hang out together and watch TV or if you're someone that needs to be social, it's a really great part of that. We knew we wanted someone for that reason and we also wanted someone to like help pay the rent. So we found this apartment. I think it was like 2200 a month, something like that. Me and Shelby shared a room. We both paid 800 each and then we got a roommate. Her name is Mackenzie and we literally found her on YouTube. Like I think she just DM'd me on Instagram and was like, hey, I'm looking to move to LA too. And I just looked at her Instagram and was like, yeah, she seems fine. She seems cool. And literally through that, we met for the first time the day we were like signing the lease to move in. Also important thing, she was going to the same school that we are going to. Oh yeah, that's a good point. We were, we were all doing like film stuff. And in general, we'd all just graduated high school. So that situation I think worked out well because we were all pretty similar people. Like that apartment was a mess like all the time, but we were all messy and we all kind of didn't care. It's your first apartment. Oh my gosh. It took us like six months to even get a couch. Yeah, that was a mess. I, ew, I think of that apartment and I'm like, wow, because now I'm like I want things to be clean all the time but I don't know I think it was because we were just like seriously didn't even know how to be organized so yeah that was good but then eventually Monica and I decided to move to LA and Mackenzie our roommate she ended up moving back to Boston so me and Shelby lived together just us two for three years in Los Angeles and it was just good probably the only downside of living with a sibling is you don't take it as seriously if your sibling roommate says say you do something they don't like you're not really you know it's your sibling if it's mm -hmm. like a roommate you don't know that well you're probably going to be more receptive to any random requests that they have yes i think our biggest issue with living together is because we were siblings we couldn't really actually hurt each other's feelings like i could say to you like shelby you're being such pig like you were so messy it's so annoying like if I said that to a friend they would be so mad you know um but since we were siblings like you know you just talk like siblings to each other and so then I would say something in a mean tone and then you would just receive it 
and it would go in one ear and out the other, you know? We didn't take each other's requests seriously, and we just didn't have that level of respect for each other that you should as roommates, and I think if you're siblings, that's what does happen. And I think eventually we both were like, you know, as much as it's nice living together, it would be nice to get some more space in between us too. Like, I think that's the healthy next step for us. And so we did eventually branch off after that. That era isn't even really as relevant to this podcast episode because it's like it's not really a roommate it's your sibling it's so different yeah where we can get into is um your kind of bad roommate experience it was good but then it turned bad yeah so here's one thing we gotta say when me and shelby decided to no longer live together it was actually kind of me deciding it because i wanted to move back to seattle so i kind of just dipped i booked a one-way ticket i decided to sublease this room room in Seattle. You guys probably know the story, but if you don't, it was a sorority live out. So a sorority live out is a big house. It had like 10 bedrooms and it's near the like sorority and fraternity row of houses, but it's a couple blocks down and it's called a live out because you're no longer living in the official sorority house. You're living in like a, a large house outside of it but with people probably in your sorority. During the summer, some of the kids stay and then some of them go home. And so in the summer, there's an opportunity to sublease. And so if you're ever looking for a cheap sublease, I would say look into that during the summer near like a university. You can find really cheap housing. I met up with this girl and I toured the room, kind of met the girls and I was like, I'm a YouTuber. And they were like, okay, yeah, we had YouTube channels too when we were 12. They didn't realize it was like, no, I'm actually a youtuber until after they like looked me up because i was like you know if i'm gonna live with these people you might as well from the get-go just say hey this is my name you can look me up you can learn about me if you want because i'm gonna be filming videos there that was like my main goal i was like i'm gonna live there this summer i'm gonna film videos and i'm just like not gonna give a shit what they think and i'm probably not gonna become friends with them it's just gonna be a room for me to crash in so i eventually moved in and i was sharing this room that was connected to another room so my roommate had to walk through my room to get to her room so I never fully fully had privacy at all but I was fine with it I was like you know what this will be an interesting life experience and let me tell you it was an interesting life experience I I can chalk it up to that much and during this time Shelby what were you doing in LA your roommate situation so Monica left during our lease so I had to stay there for three more months so I basically just lived alone for like three months wasn't there a subleaser oh well yes for one month my roommate who I ended up moving with the next time subleased for like a month I mean it kind of sucked because I didn't want to live alone that's the thing about roommates is like you have no control people can move out whenever and like find a subleaser technically although I think most people don't do that because it's really annoying to move but I think most lease agreements you can technically if you want to move if you find someone to take your spot you can I didn't like anticipate like wanting to live alone I guess it was just whatever I was like oh a little taste of what it's like to live alone But then I was also like, oh my God, can I live with random roommates after I live alone for a few months? And I will say it was fine. People always say like, oh, if you live alone, it ruins you. You can never have roommates again. And I really don't think that's true because I've seen people who have gone from living alone to having roommates and 
like it's fine it's just an adjustment i was kind of like oh i'm excited to live with roommates and i found a spot i was excited to move to so yeah it was good so in the meantime as i was kind of starting anew in seattle i quickly did start to become friends with these girls and they were always doing fun things and they started to invite me and i think the first time one of them invited me i was like pretty excited i was like oh my gosh like i can't fuck this up hopefully they think i'm cool i don't know but also i was just being myself right like you can't do much but be yourself that that was the thing i wasn't expecting us to all become friends because i was like sometimes life's a mixed bag and i might fall into the bag of people that i'm not really like or i might end up with people that are pretty similar to me and so luckily for me like these girls were super fun and it was cool but i it was weird though as a roommate moving into a situation where everyone had known each other for at least three years I would say and I didn't know anyone and even though I was paying rent like I had the right to do things like use the kitchen and all that kind of felt like I was tiptoeing around like I you know always cleaned up after myself like perfectly at first because I was like I don't know like I'm the newbie here like I feel like since everyone else has been here I don't deserve the right to act like it's my own place Um, But don't be like me. You know, if you're paying rent somewhere, you have the right to just act like it's your place too. So after the summer was over, a girl was moving back in that actually went to the school nearby. So I had to get out of there. And I ended up living at my parents' house for a couple of months because I was really going through my crisis and I didn't want to go back to LA. So Shelby had found a new living situation And I decided I was kind of going to move with her. Me and my roommates found this awesome townhouse that we loved. And there was this one room in it that is now my office. But the room was so small, no one would really want to live in it. Anyway, Monica expressed some interest in maybe just renting the room so that she could like crash in Seattle or live in both places. So she rented this room for, I don't know, eight months. So yeah, that's kind of how we did that. And then our rent was like really not that much. That's why I really like having roommates. You can live in a way nicer place for way less money because you're sharing that like living area and kitchen and i think the worst thing about having roommates is sharing the fridge like yes our fridge is just always stuffed and i i don't know i I dream about having my own fridge would be the most amazing thing i feel you on that oh what a luxury that would be to have my own fridge so yeah as shelby was moving into that new situation in la i was like okay i kind of want to rent a room there because i once i moved out of the seattle house for the summer i really had no options so i was like i'll at least rent this room for $800 and before that I was paying $2,400 a month in LA and so I knew my maximum budget for paying rent was like up to $2,400 is what I felt comfortable with so I decided to just kind of split that up I was like okay I'm gonna spend $800 on this tiny tiny room in LA where Shelby's living too and maybe I'll be there half the time and maybe try and find a different situation here in Seattle so my hairstylist at the time was like actually there's a room in my apartment that you could rent because my roommate wants to move out and that room was also $800 and so I was like oh I guess that would work out it'd be $800 and $800 I guess you know it sounds really bougie like I live in Seattle and LA but they were really simple really humble little abodes nothing fancy it was actually such a downgrade from the nice apartment that we had in LA but I actually liked downgrading because I wanted to prove to myself it doesn't matter like how luxurious where you're living is that's not 
the number one thing that's going to make you happy in life. You know, it's like being happy where you are and with your friendships and all of that stuff. And it really did prove that to myself. Um, But this room that I ended up renting in Seattle, it was in Green Lake. It was a three bedroom little apartment. And I, I forgot you even lived in that. Right? I, I honestly forgot too until we started doing this timeline. Yeah, so you'd forget that I lived in it because I pretty much did not live in it. I pretty much did not live in that and I pretty much did not live in the LA house either. But yeah, I just like moved there and no one was ever really around at that apartment. My hairstylist worked so many hours. She was only there at night and then the other girl had a boyfriend and she always stayed at her boyfriend's house. And so it was a situation of living with roommates, but you felt like you weren't really living with anyone. Yeah, I just like I paid the rent. I slept there, I think like god under 15 times I just didn't like it I realized I had made a mistake in that but I couldn't do anything about it and so it's almost like you lived alone but you didn't even get the benefits of living alone where you can like decorate and whatever like it's like this weird all these other people's stuff is here and they could kind of walk in whenever but like you guys aren't really that tight because they're never there yeah I went to that apartment and I thought it was so weird It was the weirdest thing ever. And yeah, because they were never there, I never got the opportunity to like get comfortable because, you know, there is a period when you're living with people where it takes like a week or two to just get comfortable living with people and then you're good. And they were just never there. And then if they were, it was just kind of awkward. And so never really felt at home there. Just didn't like it. What I really ended up doing was just staying a lot of the time just at my mom and dad's house. And that's just what felt like the right thing to do until my friends that I had made in that previous sorority live out, the sorority girls, I guess we'll just call them, us all together, we were gonna move when their lease was up. So we can just kind of fast forward, you know, the Green Lake thing, eh. I really only did it because I just felt like I couldn't just be living at my parents' house, which when I look back is stupid. You shouldn't feel ashamed. Like if you're kind of stuck in an in-between time in life and you have the luxury of going back to your parents' house, they're welcoming you, then do it. So then yeah, we fast forward and I finally get to move back in with my sorority friends and around that time Shelby you were kind of switching up your roommate situation as well right yeah my roommates that I lived with for the year it was generally good I don't I have no complaints I feel like we all became friends okay so my roommates will give a fake name so we'll say Sarah and Emma were my roommates those are like the fake names um and me (laughs) ghost roommate and Monica they told me you know, a more than a month, I think, in advance that they wanted to move. And one interesting thing, it's like a weird dynamic is groups of threes, like friend groups of threes. And we were a roommate group of three. And groups of threes, I think, just like never work. I like it, it can, but it's kind of rare. Usually two of the people will become better friends. And then the third one just feels kind of weird. And I was that third one. In this case, they became better friends. They honestly, they had more in common too. Like they liked going to the same types of places to go out. And I just didn't really like that stuff. But they were always super inclusive, right? Like they always invited you. Yeah, like they would invite me and sometimes I'd go, but I'd be like, yeah, this like isn't my thing, you know? So I would hang out with other friends a lot of the time and it was fine, but... there's always just a weird vibe when you're like kind of the third roommate you know you just it's a third wheel I mean yeah so that was part of the reason I didn't want to move with them also because I was like we just like aren't 
I feel like there's like a max limit to this friendship. Like we're just not gonna be like super, super, super good friends. You know what I mean? Because we're just different people. Does that make sense? Totally. It does. Yeah. Yeah. But that's honestly like a great roommate. So yeah, they wanted to move to a different part of LA and I was like, I don't really want to move. I don't know. So Sarah and Emma, whatever the fake names I made up were, they moved out. So I knew I had to fill these two rooms. And honestly, that was so stressful. I was like, I kind of considered moving back to Seattle because I was also in a weird spot where I felt like my channel wasn't doing that well and all this stuff. But I was like, no, I want to stay. Like, I can figure this out. But I kind of was like, oh, this sucks. I feel like when you have a deadline and a time limit and you have to fill rooms and it's your living situation it's so stressful because it has such an impact I think on your well-being like who you're living with if you don't like those people and you have to interact with them that sucks so I was asking around I knew through my friend Adrian I knew Lauren and we had hung out a handful of times and I knew she was like kind of looking to move but not really she didn't have to so I was like trying to sell her on this place and I also knew Haley my other roommate she I knew she I think I don't know if she had to move no she didn't have to move either I don't think but also had the opportunity to and I knew this place that we currently live in was I think it was a better deal I think both of them well, maybe they ended up paying a little bit more, but for a better spot. So it wasn't hard to sell them on that. It was nice because I knew them both at least a bit, like had hung out at least in group settings a number of times. So I was super comfortable with them moving in. I was excited about it. And when they moved in, it was like such a good vibe. I feel like we all got along and like wanted to hang out and be friends and like it, it was fun. Yeah. So I was really relieved that it worked out the way that it did. I don't know. I almost feel like if you just like ask around a lot, it'll work out. But it's hard because a lot of people just can't move. They're stuck in a lease. So, so far in this journey, we have gotten from 2013 up to 2018. These are the years of the roommates we've so far been living with. And everything has been pretty seamless. No issues. But... More recently, I guess, is where more of the issues have come in. Because Shelby, for you, when Sarah and Emma moved out, that wasn't the most perfect move out process, right? No. And that's... Let me explain. That's where, like, the drama will come in places a yes, lot of the time. it's when you're moving out. Well, it can be when you're living together, but I think it's, like, when you're moving out. So, really, the issue was Sarah and Emma moved out. And since I was staying... Our landlord guy was super lazy about the move out process. He actually tried to get my new roommates, Lauren and Haley, to just like accept a Venmo of the deposit from Sarah and Emma. And we're all just like, no, dude. And he wasn't even going to get the house cleaned, which is like things you're supposed to do. Up. Like those are things you're supposed to do when you... When someone moves out, they always, a lot of times they take out the carpet. They paint, this place said when we moved in, like every year they paint it, that kind of thing. This guy was trying to not do that. And he was just trying to be like, whatever, Lauren and Haley can move in and Sarah and Emma can move out. And he, all he has to do is get them to sign the lease. At first we were like, um, well, we're not going to do the deposit thing. That's weird. We're going to sign a whole new lease. Like you can, a lot of times you can either clean the apartment yourself or I'll just have it taken out of the, the deposit. Like every apartment I moved out of, I've definitely left like some holes in the wall and I'm like, I just know I'm not getting the full deposit back. And I just know that going into it because 
to me it's like not worth the time to go through and like scrub everything yeah that's like super normal if you're moving out of an apartment like yeah. you can definitely leave stuff we we definitely left stuff they just charge you out of your deposit and that's so standard it's gonna be everywhere that it's like that and so emma just left the room with stuff in it she left a dresser that i let her borrow and like one of the drawers was now broken there was like cat litter and underwear and stuff and so lauren's trying to move in and it's just like what this is i can't move into this when you move into a place you expect it to be clean it's always clean so yes, really, it's like perfectly clean. So our landlord should have dealt with this. He should have inspected it when Emma moved out and had it cleaned, but he didn't. And so I was in the middle. My new roommates were moving in and the old ones were moving out. And I didn't want anyone to have like a bad experience. But Emma had left all this shit in the room and Lauren was like pretty pissed about it, understandably. And so yeah, it's, it's unacceptable. Yeah. Like, so fully. I asked Emma and I think like a pretty nice way just to um you know like if she could clean up the rest of the stuff because there was still some stuff there there was like actually like for months and months I found so much of both of their stuff and I was like oh my god I forgot because you just forget you have all this stuff it didn't even really Mm -hmm. bother me that much but I was like do you guys want this back like I don't know some of it was a little annoying because like you know your new roommates want to move their stuff in and there's like bowls and like random stuff that we don't really want. Emma got mad at me for asking her to clean the stuff. And from my perspective, I was like, this is ridiculous to get mad at me for because when you leave a a place, you're supposed to leave it clean or they take it out of the deposit. And she hadn't ever rented her own place. So I don't think she understood the deposit thing. And that's where it was like, okay or maybe she didn't understand you can't just leave it a mess did you like say that to her at all really like, i think okay, i well, did you can pay a cleaning fee yeah i think i said like oh if you want you can clean the stuff or you'll just have to pay the cleaning fee like whichever one don't really care but then she was like you're being a bitch about this like all this stuff where i was like i'm just stating facts and yeah what? and like i don't want to have to deal with this like you left the stuff in there it's not even my room if our landlord would have just dealt with that normally none of that would have happened it shouldn't have been on any of us to deal with like the stuff being left in there i i don't know but that kind of sucked because i felt like i actually liked living with emma i thought she was cool like i thought we were friends and after that i was like wow i feel like i don't know i feel like Her true colors she- really showed yeah, I was like, was she just being fake this whole time? Like, uh, we really didn't hang out after that, honestly. I feel like you were just in a really tough situation because it's so understandable that moving literally every single thing, like every single crumb out of your old place is truly, it is an impossible thing to do. Like, you're gonna accidentally leave stuff probably. And that's why the deposits are there and that's why the cleaning fees are there to like instill some sort of coverage on those situations true and it was such a tough situation that it just seems like she didn't understand what i would suggest too for someone in this situation is really really get the landlord to deal with it and give the old roommates and the new roommates each other's phone numbers and have them deal with the new rooms like i don't know why i got stuck in the middle of that I don't think I needed to be it wasn't even my room but I thought it would help like ease the process but it didn't it just like caused some drama that just did not need to be a thing 
So, I mean, I'm on good terms with those roommates, those old roommates. I think I even kind of just apologize for the situation. I'm always like, I don't want there to be any bad blood, like, with people in general. And even if I feel like the other person is in the wrong, it's, like, so much easier a lot of times to be like, sorry if I upset you or whatever. Because in the grand scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. And I'd rather still be like okay, we all got kind of heated, but, like, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, everything will be okay, and we don't have to, like, throw away a friendship because of cat litter on the ground, you know? We ended up getting dinner, I think, a few months later, and, like, it's fine, so, yeah. And I think that's really great because, yeah, even if things do get heated, it is just such a shame to, like, lose a perfectly good friendship over, like, a situation that doesn't actually have to do with your personalities as much as just this, like, annoying situational thing that needs to be dealt with yeah so now yeah Shelby you've been living with your newer roommates for over a year and they're really great like I was just in LA with you guys and I mean they're so welcoming to me too which I really appreciate yeah they're super nice I feel like we never have issues and you know what if we Mm -hmm. do we'll tell each other like in a nice way if we're like oh I feel like I always take the trash out and we've had a conversation about this like I feel like a few times And Mm -hmm. it's been especially weird with the coronavirus because for a while we were like, where do we all stand on this? Are we going nowhere? Like you have to take your roommates into account of that and stuff. So Lauren lives in the basement and we'll walk at certain times and it just is loud and she'll tell us to like try and walk a little lighter. And I'm glad she'll Mm -hmm. just tell us like it actually isn't annoying Or sometimes I think maybe I don't take the trash out as much. I just forget. And so Lauren will ask me to take the trash out a little more. And I'm like, oh, like, thanks for telling me because I honestly just forget. I don't really feel like an attack from that, you know, so. It's so much better if something is bugging you to just tell the person because if you don't, you're just gonna you're gonna fix that thing and then you're gonna start resenting that I know person. I'm always and like it'll just I would build. I would rather them tell me than me resent it and I would rather tell that person than start to resent them because then it's not fair for them that you're resenting them like you can tell so them. true yeah with my current roommates I do have to say like I'm not good at speaking up if I feel like I need to it makes me feel uncomfortable because I just don't want an awkward situation but I I haven't really had too much and I also am very not quick to be like hey can you do this because I also know that I'm not like a super perfect roommate 100% of the time so you know if like last night before I went to sleep the counters were kind of like dirty and you know it wasn't my mess but like I just cleaned it up because I know that sometimes I've left it like that too And so I just try and be aware of like how good of a roommate I'm being too. But I I do have to admit, I'm not super amazing at being like, hey, like, can you do this? But honestly, like my roommates are pretty great. Like one of my roommates yesterday is such an angel. We had so much recycle in the garage and honestly, most of it was mine. And she just got a Peloton bike, which is so cool. And she wanted to put it in the garage, but all of the recycle was in the way most of it being mine. She took it upon herself to break down all the recycle and take it to the recycling place. Oh my god. And I know I felt kind of bad. She resents you for that now. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Well I know I'm like honestly you know some uh, probably some of it was all of ours but I think most of that trash was mine. So at the very least I said thank you and I I Venmoed her for the recycling thing because 
I should have picked up that mess. I honestly feel bad. Like, that was my mess, and I should have been held accountable for it. Okay, it sounds like you guys don't have an open conversation if someone's random thing is, like, bothering them a little bit. But if you all, like, clean it up and it's all good, then it's fine. But it can be a slippery slope of people starting to resent each other. Okay, so my moving out thing, there was, like, a tiny little tiny bit of an issue. But Monica more recently had a moving out experience that ended up, I mean, with her not even being friends with those people anymore so it was honestly pretty horrific i think we should talk about it so we can learn a bit how to not get into a situation like that where we last left off with my living situation was i was planning on moving in with my sorority girlfriends um into a townhouse and so we had all been looking and we found one it was a five bedroom townhouse it was probably like less than two thousand square feet So it's five of us stuffed in a pretty small, very vertical house. That's just not going to be an easy situation. We were all super excited about it because it was relatively new and updated. I think it had been remodeled in the last couple years. It was going to be a big upgrade from living in like a 100-year-old house. And it was going to be with five people instead of 10 like they had been living in. (laughs) I will say the house was such a tight squeeze. Like it wasn't even even a big fridge to begin with and boy did we need a big fridge for five people I remember I believe I didn't even get a full shelf I got half of a shelf that is tough I probably wouldn't cook that much in that case and the cabinets didn't have room for food so we actually got a dresser like a dresser you'd use for clothes in a bedroom and we put it in the living room and everyone had a dresser drawer for their food it was honestly pretty ratchet but we made it work yeah I didn't really care much But um, it did make me like kind of grocery shop less and I would just, you know, go get a salad for lunch rather than like buy salad making stuff for home because I just didn't have room for it, which kind of sucked, but whatever. I did have the best room in that house. It was the biggest room. It was on a floor on its own and I paid the most and I shared a bathroom with one other girl and I had no problems with that. And that first full year we lived there, it was pretty fun. There was five of us and I think two of the girls were a lot cleaner and one of them was really quite dirty and you know one was like really dirty I feel like um just so messy and I was I mean I definitely wasn't perfect I was kind of I was kind of messy but kind of not I don't know I was like not too too bad but I wasn't as clean as the top two and then the other one was I don't know I I guess she, she was fine I don't really know. I just know there's five of us and we all made messes that we didn't perfectly clean up all the time. And it was just insane because the kitchen was so small. It was like six feet of counter space, maybe. And it was just one of those kitchens that was up against a wall. There's no island, no nothing. It was just this tiny little kitchen, this tiny little living room, such a small house. And, you know, one person would clean the kitchen and then a couple hours later it'd be like dirty again it was just always like that and then it was so discouraging it made you not even want to clean up after yourself because you just knew someone else was just not going to clean up after themselves and that's kind of what would happen it's like one morning I would make coffee and I would clean up after myself and then I would see later there'd be coffee grounds from someone else and then the next day if I got a little coffee grounds on the counter I just wouldn't even clean it up because I'd be like well there's just going to be more later and so I think with so many people it just got discouraging and so my habits got worse with being clean um but overall we all had a really a 
pretty fun time. Um, We'd all like hang out in the living room in the night and just drink wine and stuff. And it was super fun living with them. Um, One thing that does stand out to me is if, if you weren't, you know, doing something like taking the trash out enough, they would kind of call you out on it. But it was it was like, here's how it would go. So I always made oatmeal in the morning and, you know, I'd make the oatmeal and then the pot would be all sticky. And so I'd put I'd put the pot in water and let it soak for a while. And like sometimes I'd clean it right away. Sometimes I would forget for a couple hours. Sometimes I'd accidentally forget until the next day. Like it just happens or I'd like dump it out and then there'd be like oatmeal in the sink. And so that was clearly like a flaw that people didn't like about me as I kind of leave oatmeal in the sink rather than nicely say, hey, like you're leaving oatmeal in the sink. Can you not do that? One day, one of my roommates. I left oatmeal in the sink too. And Lauren nicely just texted me, hey, you leave oatmeal in the sink. Can you not do that? Yeah. Okay. So when I did that, one of my roommates yelled from the kitchen into my room. Oh God. Monica, stop fucking leaving oatmeal in the sink. That's what she did. That's so and it's like, okay, crazy. that does not make me want to deal with this situation. It makes me feel really uncomfortable. And so that was kind of, I'm not going to get into like all the imperfections about these girls because I'm not perfect either, but that's just a glimpse into what living with them was like sometimes. It was, yeah, I feel like all of you guys was living together was not a good situation, probably for anyone no no one was like super super happy in this situation like everyone got a little annoyed of everyone and everyone talked a little bit of shit about everyone i noticed too and i think it was just because we were living with each other all the time i think though if we all wouldn't have been living together you know (laughs) people wouldn't have been talking so much shit about each other (laughs) like it's not super recommended by me to live with five people it's a bit much. But also there were its moments where it was so fun to be living with five people. There's always someone around. It was always really nice. Uh, but the cons just outweigh the pros on that one. Yeah, so I lived with them for a full year. And I don't regret that year. It was fun. I liked living there. I paid $1,200 a month. It was like pretty good deal to me, I think. Yeah, it was great. And then when it came to the year coming to an end, you know, we kind of had discussions about if we wanted to resign. And even for like a month, I would say we all kind of were like looking at different houses to rent. But also on the side, I was constantly looking for a house to buy. I would kind of talk about it like they kind of knew, but I don't think any of us thought it was super serious. Like even me, like I would look at houses, but it still just felt like a faraway dream to me until I finally like actually found a house that I wanted and realized the finances were in place and like we could get a loan and it all could work out. And so we kind of were looking around and, you know, even though the situation wasn't perfect, we decided, oh, let's all just like live there another year. But we never really had like, from what I can remember, I could be wrong on this, but I honestly like, I truly don't remember us all sitting down together and having a conversation going, hey, should we all just like live together another year? Should we resign this lease? From what I remember, it was kind of, you know, I'd be hanging out with one girl and she'd go, yeah, I think I want to live here again. And then another day, I'd be hanging out with another girl and go oh yeah I think I want to live here again and we just it was kind of like through the food chain of you know oh I think we all want to live here again but I don't think there was that much of an open conversation that happened um and on the side you know I was like looking at houses I literally one of them came with me to an open house to view a house 
and they kind of knew I was kind of serious about it but you know I I didn't even think it would like take the turn that it did and so then one day in my email inbox I just kind of had like this signed copy of the new lease and my signature was on it and I did not sign it um it, it got signed like one of one of the roommates just took it upon her to just sign it for everyone and just send it in and so technically they forged my signature on the new lease for the next year. I'm pretty sure, like from what I remember, I know I didn't sign that. Like I know it was forged, whatever. It sounds kind of sketchy, but I'm not gonna like hate on them so much for that because you know, if we would have all sat down with the papers and all just signed it, I would have signed it that day for sure. And so the forged signature doesn't make a huge difference in this situation that I'm about to explain. But where it does kind of frustrate me is just the fact that, you know, we weren't amazing communicators about re-signing this lease and then when it came to me being a bad communicator about wanting to leave suddenly like it was all on me that like I'm just the worst person ever but whatever this really all comes down to bad communication bad expectations and a lot of this is my fault I will say but the way I was treated in this situation I think is pretty ridiculous as well so especially when these people were my best friends. So basically what happened was beginning of August, I re-signed the lease to live at this other house with my friends for a full year. And then in the beginning of September, one month later, I toured my house that I now live in now, which is obviously a confusing situation. Um, And then I put an offer in on it. I toured this house with my mom. A couple days later, I put me and Shelby put an offer in to get the house. And I, you know, was in this house that me and my friends were living in and I was very vocal about it. Like I found this house I think I like, oh my gosh, I'm putting in an offer. Even like the night that it got accepted, I was super excited, like prancing around the house, like telling them like, oh my gosh, like my offer was accepted. Um, they didn't seem like totally happy for me or anything, but I was telling them that stuff. So they knew something was going to change. Um, but in the forefront of my mind, I was just like, oh my gosh, my offer is accepted. Like I need to move money out of this bank account. I need to send more documents to the lender. I need to like mail a letter to the underwriter. Like all these like things that I was just worried we weren't actually gonna get the house that the last thing on my mind was what was I gonna do about my current living situation? It was just what am I gonna do about trying to get this house? So because of that, I really didn't do anything I just kind of lit was I was still living there for the month of September as the house was in escrow and we were figuring things out and by the end of the month we got the keys to the house and so I moved my stuff out and as I've kind of explained during this time during that month things were really not going well with those roommates for personal reasons as well I was getting back together with my ex-boyfriend and that really pissed them off rightfully so like in the other episode where I talked about getting back together with my ex like my friends did not approve of this and they were just kind of we were both like pushing each other away I one night I snuck him into the house to stay the night which is just absurd the fact that I had to sneak him in like 
I I pay rent there. You know, I'm allowed to have a guest over if I want to. And so I like snuck him into the house and, you know, he slept over because, you know, he had been my boyfriend for the last year and a half before that. Like, this is nothing new. And then the next morning, I thought I was, was in the clear, like got him out of there. Like no one saw him, but his car was parked on the street and one of the girls saw his car parked on the street and then texted the other girls. And then they all got so mad at me. Like they acted like it was so disrespectful that I brought this person into the house and I'm just like he's been in this house like a hundred times and now it's disrespectful okay, whatever. Like, I just can't live with these people anymore. It really got to a point where I was like, thank God I'm moving out because I cannot live with these people anymore. I felt so controlled. The fact that they looked at my Snapchat map when I was in Boston, like they were like tracking my location and stuff. It was ridiculous. So got the keys. I moved my stuff out. As I said, the forefront of my mind was how excited I was to reach this milestone in life of buying a house. And it was so awesome. And I was so happy. And I could tell my old friends with these relationships that were kind of falling apart, they were so not happy for me at all, which is kind of like that sucks. And it also like shows who's a real one if something exciting happens for you and they're just not happy there's something up there and so it was the beginning of October October 4th is when we got the keys and I had already paid rent for the full month of October at the old house and I kind of moved my stuff and hadn't really thought about it because I was like okay I've got this whole month and I'm just kind of thinking about the new house. One of them texted me being like, oh my gosh, I want to come see your house. And I was so excited that one of them was actually, you know, interested in coming to see the house and like be excited too, because I was excited to get this house too, to get to, you know, share it with them, like host little fun parties and things. Maybe eventually one of them would want to move in. Like, I don't, I don't know, you know, just like share your successes of life with your friends just the normal things one of them came over and then she brought one of the other roommates we'll just call them jessica and jessica and taryn that's what we'll call them yeah i like that so jessica brought taryn with who was one of my old roommates too and i was like oh cool like taryn wants to see it cool um so you know i was so excited i like show them and give them the grand tour of all 1300 square feet and show them I was like really excited and then we get back into the kitchen and like I grab a bottle of wine I'm starting to like pour a glass I'm like oh do you guys want some you want to hang out and then the the room just completely changed once I got the tour once they you know got to see what was up they just like wanted to see the digs I guess then they were like all right we're cutting to the point. So keep in mind, I might not have this conversation fully perfect, but this is basically the gist of the altercation that then ensued. Um, Taryn was basically like, so what are you going to do with your old room? And I honestly hadn't thought about it. And I think I even said, like, I honestly hadn't really thought about it, but I know I haven't been good at communicating, um, but I'd be down to like pay for the next two months. Like, I think that's fair of me to do, like give you guys that leeway of two months. And then I'll find a subleaser. So like in January, I'll find a subleaser. And because they were definitely stressed out, like rightfully so. They're like, this girl's moving out. Like, I don't know why they just assumed that I was going to like move out and just completely stop paying rent and leave them all high and dry. Or like, that's what Taryn was saying. She was like, Taryn was kind of like assuming that and being like, well, what are you going to do? Like, you can't just like leave us and not pay rent. And I don't think it was really right for her to like just assume the absolute worst and like come in with a a total attitude about the conversation. But that's where it, it went. Like things very quickly got heated and I could tell she was really pissed. And I was like, okay, yeah, so I think 
I think it's fair if I pay like two months more rent and then I'll find a subleaser. And pretty much they both were like, well, we don't want to live with a subleaser. Like we don't want to live with someone random. And then they just really, they, they laid it on me for probably like 10 minutes of just like yelling at me, just being like, you should have thought about this before. And you know, it's all fair. The stuff that they said, um, I felt like I was in a reality show, which isn't surprising because these girls love watching reality TV. So I'm like, of course, I was ready for the reality show music to kick in, just being like, well, you should have thought about this before. And you know, yeah, so they were making valid points. And I I was trying to be like, you're right. Like I should have. And I said, sorry, I think like three times. I was like, I'm sorry. Okay, so when you were thinking of buying the house, what were your thoughts with that room? I was just like, oh, like, I'll just sublease it. No big deal. Like, I didn't think it would turn into such a huge deal. Yeah. I honestly would have um, thought your old roommates would be okay with that because that's how they found you. Yeah, I was surprised, but they very much were just like, we shouldn't have to. Like, we signed this lease together. And that's totally fair. Like, we all went into it expecting to live with each other. And they totally are right about that. But also, like, everyone goes into these situations like that, and then things do change. And, you know, what if, like, if one of them had to move for a job or, like, some other situation, like, I think they would have been more understanding. But it was because, like, I was choosing to move because I bought a house. They were just like, well, fuck this girl. She can, like, afford to keep paying rent. So let's make her do that. Yeah, I think they really took advantage of you there. Yeah, that was yeah. so crazy. basically what happened with the altercation was it, it was just a bit ridiculous because it got to a point where it was going in circles. Like Taryn would be like, why didn't you think about this before? And I was like, well, I said this to you already. Like, I wasn't thinking about it. I'm sorry. And then she'd go, well, you should have thought about it. And I'd be like, okay. Like, like you said that productive. like <laughs> you said that for like a fourth what? time. And even I got to a yeah. point where I was like, I feel like you're just yelling at me to yell at me like I honestly I said to her I was like you need to get out now because we've gone through this like I've said my solution like you've let out your frustrations like this conversation is going in circles so get out and she literally her face at this point was like bright red and she was like yeah I'm yelling at you because I'm mad and I'm gonna keep yelling at you it was so absurd and I had to say get out like four times before she finally did and Jessica the Jessica girl wasn't yelling at me but she was a bit like she was annoyed at me too, of course, but she was like, she kind of had this shell-shocked look at her face. Like she did not know Taryn was going to go off on me like that, but she, I know, no, that's the thing though. So I was, I was so sad though. After they left, like I called my parents crying because I was so upset. Like, you know, I didn't like, obviously I didn't want to make them feel that way. And then I just straight up got screamed at and what was sad to me was yeah like that whole time like I thought Jessica wanted to come over to come see the house and like I thought it was in good faith and really she secretly like she brought Taryn like she didn't ask to she like I could imagine on the drive over they were just talking shit about it like so what are you gonna say to her like what do you think it's gonna be like blah 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 it was the whole thing was like this scheme and that's what was sad to me so then I think it was the next day the Taryn girl actually apologized she was like I'm sorry for being like that 
And I, the, the apology truly went a long way, even though it was really bitchy of her. Like I got over it and was totally cool with her going forwards. Cause I realized like I did cause her a lot of stress and like, you never know what someone's going through. And I think she just took a lot of shit out on me that night and she did say sorry. And I think she meant it. And so I got over that. But when I texted Jessica and was like, Hey, I feel really hurt that you, I feel like just came to do that and that's it. Like, you didn't actually want to see the house or anything like that. She she basically was just like, I didn't know Taryn was going to react that way. But, like, all she said when I was like, I'm still frustrated was she said, like, I'm sorry you feel that way. That's such a and half apology. Like, that's yeah, not that to apology. me was such a slap in the face. It was like her saying, I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry about my actions. I'm not sorry about any of it. Like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Like, that's not an apology. And to this day, like, I honestly held a grudge against her because I said sorry so many times. I feel like to all of them for like all these things that I was doing. And they just were treating me still like shit, like so rude and none of them ever apologized for it ever. And I was like, this is just not what friends do. One thing I will say though is like, I can see how if I just resigned a lease with roommates and one of them just kind of like dipped out like that and was like, oh, I bought a house. I would be kind of annoyed. I would be like, God, why didn't you just buy it before? But it's like, oh, I don't no, know. totally. And I think I it can totally... I can honestly empathize with them a little more because you dipped out living with me. And so when you said they're all mad, I was kind of like, oh, I'm not really surprised. That's kind of just like what you do. No, totally. Like they had a right to be mad and frustrated and annoyed for me. And basically at the end of the conversation where she was yelling at me, she was like, well, we don't want to sublease her. Like we think you should still pay for the rest of the lease which was a very shitty thing to be told like yeah i don't think you should pay for the rest of the lease and you know what this is where things like really start to make me kind of mad about this situation is you ended up paying the rest so after that bigger altercation mixed with you know things just kind of reaching this boiling point i kept you know just every month i venmoed taryn I Venmoed her for the rest of the year. Monica paid was the like, entire thing. Except for one month. And how did I they didn't treat pay the you? Last month. How did they treat you as you continued oh, yeah. to pay and give them a really cushy situation? That's what's so crazy about this. So I felt like I just really needed some space from them. You know, I think we all needed some space, but I still cared about them as people. And so I continued to Venmo the rent because I was like, you know what? They they do have a point. Like I totally get where they're coming from and you know, if they don't want a subleaser and they're my friends and this is going to make it more comfortable for them, then that's what I'm going to do. And so I Venmoed them October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June. And then in June, I got an email that they wanted to move out in August. And then around that time, I reached out to a couple of them because I was like, you know, maybe we can maybe we can talk like time has passed they're gonna move out of there soon and I feel like it's just a shame that our friendships all just kind of fell apart over this thing and I ended up paying the rent so I reached out and to a couple of them and they were just so not interested in being friends they were just like no like I don't want to basically or they're just being flaky and so that's when I was like then why the fuck am I paying these girls rent like this is 
crazy because yes I agree like I should have had to pay for some of it but it is it's such a tough situation to just have no out you know when you when you sign an apartment you can like break a lease you know and in this case I couldn't break a lease and they you know they just seemed to be giving me no leeway on trying to like get out of the situation they were like you should just pay and it just felt like they were taking advantage of me because honestly at the end of the day if you signed up to live with five people like someone could leave and even in the leasing agreement like I was allowed to have a subleaser I talked to so many people about it and I would even like get on their side I'd be like so what do you think about the situation like I see where they're coming from like I'm paying the rent right now and everyone I would talk to would get so mad at me they'd go Monica they're taking advantage of you like you should not be doing that and that's when I did start to be like yeah I guess they are taking advantage of me and honestly I just let it happen because I got kind of scared of them and I knew throwing money at the problem would make it go away and so that's what I did and that didn't solve the problem at all though you know they still I guess just did not like me um but yeah yeah, so basically that's that's what I think is so unfortunate it's like you ended up paying and they still it didn't like mend the friendship it feels like, wow, that's so stupid that they got that mad about it. Say in the beginning, if you had been like, hey, I'm moving out, but I'll pay the entire year. You get everything probably would have been fine. Yeah, so that really sucked. And then to know that then they didn't want to be friends, I basically got an email that they were moving out of that place in August um, from the landlord. And when I moved in, I paid my last month's rent. And so I knew I had last month's already covered. And I knew all I had to do was now just pay July. And knowing that they didn't want to be friends, I was just like, yeah, I'm not paying July. Like, you guys can deal with it. So Monica had to get her stuff out of the room because she still had, like, a light and, like, just a couple of things there. And as we've talked about before, you can't leave stuff behind. Um, So, (laughs) yes, we went to the house to go get it. And Monica asked them for the door code because it seemed they had changed the door code. So we were like, whatever, we'll just go get it. That's easiest. We tried the door code. It didn't work. So Monica texted them, like, what's the door code? And they just put the little ha-ha thing on the messages, which is so immature. Come on. Like, just laughing at me. Yeah. I'm trying to get my shit out of there. Just let me. Yeah. And then, um, oh, one of them said that, you know, they were on some trip and they'd bring the stuff back. And, like, later that They would put it out back. Like, they would put it outside. And so... they were just like, you're not allowed, like, in the house, basically. Yeah. Which, technically, Monica could totally just text the landlord and get in the house. She she still pays for the house. She can still go in. But, yeah, so they didn't give her the code, which was just kind of annoying because we were already there. Later on, they texted her, like, the stuff is out back. And me and Monica were at my parents' house, which is kind of far away. And so we're, like, not going to go back there. It'd be, like, an hour to, you know, get back. It's, like, really, you had to leave the stuff outside. And um, so my friend, Rayleigh, great friend great person a real one would never get mad like these girls did um she went to go get the stuff for monica because she kind of you know was she lives near the area and was like oh that's horrible they're gonna leave your stuff outside and because really all of our real friends were pissed about the situation they're like i cannot believe these girls and Rayleigh actually went to school with one of them and texted them and was like kind of like uh really you're gonna act like this anyway that's like yeah. su- like side note. it was just and the girl's yeah. like just so, stay out of it because i'm sure she was like <laughs> you know when you really think about the situation it's like okay you guys are all being so ridiculous they 
they left the stuff out back, Rayleigh goes to the house and the stuff isn't there. And so Monica asked them, you know, Oh where no, Rayleigh didn't Rayleigh was on her way to the house. Oh, and then I got a way. text. Okay. They had texted me a photo of all my old stuff outside of my house. Like the one that I bought. Yeah, it was just like and they all were like, on the ground. Like a curtain that like you don't want <laughs> to get like on like the nasty ground. But in <laughs> yeah. a way, honestly, super convenient that they dropped it off. They were trying to be petty about it. Like you could tell. They're like, I don't know, but it, I oh, feel like yeah. it was sort of convenient. You didn't have to go in there and grab the stuff. So I got my stuff back and, you know, there was a text exchange. We were all being really petty and rude to each other, to be honest. Yeah, totally. It just, it got to a really bad point. But yeah, at the end of the day, honestly, it is just so unfortunate that it all had to play out the way that it did and that these girls out there, like, hate me. Like, I don't hate them. I really don't care. I wish them the best. I think they're really fun people and I think they have a lot of fun together and I'm happy that they have each other but it does suck that like I had to experience this pretty much like bullying and I feel like I got taken advantage of but I also definitely you know didn't deal with the situation better like I learned that I need to have better communication skills for sure like at the very least there's some shit we can learn from this right right I definitely have tried to like take a step back and learn from it I've tried to see their point of view but it's just sad that it like all these friendships had to go to waste like that because we were all really good friends and that's the story that's what happened basically the key is just communicate a lot of things to your roommates even if it's like a little bit awkward it's that ounce of, pre- of prevention is worth a pound of a cure oh god this episode to me just felt a little more like oh just giving the tea and I kind of hate that like I don't want our podcast to be like that but really a lot of people were asking Monica what happened there right I think at the end of the day it's like yeah we shared these not so great experience that happened to us and it's not to fully like throw these people under the bus we're not trying to be super drama filled people Thank you guys for listening to today's episode. If you guys have any roommate horror stories or anything you think you could share, any input that you have on maybe friendships as well, I think we want to do an episode about different friendships and friend breakups and how all that stuff can happen. Um, be sure to write into Millennial Life Podcast at gmail.com. Also, follow Millennial Life Crisis on Instagram. If you guys have any comments or questions you want to just ask me, you can DM me on Instagram and I'll try and get back to as many as I can of those. You can also follow me on Instagram at Monica Church and Shelby at Shelby Church. And we'll see you guys next Wednesday. Thank you so much as always for subscribing and rating us on iTunes. Bye.